I'm your host, Rafael Moran, and this is The Geeky Dad, and I'm here with... Ariana and Rayon, and, and we're the Multiverse Kids! Yeah, um, this episode is all about the 80s. It's an 80s Christmas episode, and you know, the 80s was a very strange time compared to today. Uh, kids actually played outside, and got hurt, bullies, bullies used to... Beat up all the kids and didn't have to worry about the the you know teachers yelling at them, parents yelling at them. What? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. That it was, was cra- the weirdest, and I'm scared. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it was a crazy time, you know. Um, we didn't have every kid with a phone in their hand or iPads or uh, technology all over the place. No streaming. <gasps> no, what? no. No, um, no, no I, way. yeah, no, 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 uh, no computers, you know. But was there any games? I mean, yes, I mean, there was Nintendo. <gasps> Switch? No, 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 no Switch. Yes. No. We? We. No. Xbox? No, no, definitely no Xbox at all. <laughs> okay. What's a Nintendo without any of those stuff? Yeah, well, exactly. In in the eighties, Nintendo was eight bit. They were like little pixels. And pixels? Little, I hate pixels. Little, little square thingies. I know what pixels are. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's not like as as realistic as it is today. You know. And guess what? In the eighties, kids could watch anything. Most of us all watch R rated movies. What? Yeah. Daddy, you were born in the eighties. Did you what R rated movies did you watch? I watched all the R-rated movies. Yeah. I was in the 80s. I wouldn't do that. We used to just watch movies with curses. You know, people's head getting cut off. And, you know. Yeah. Boobies. We used to see, what? Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. That is offensive, Daddy. I know. I know. Well, that's how it was. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That's how it was in the 80s. Yeah. Red, would you do that? No. Yeah, well, see today, 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 I think parents are a lot more better with their kids. They can uh, control what they watch better, you know. Also, they didn't wear helmets for some random reason. Yeah, well, we didn't wear helmets. What the hell? Who who wears helmets? Me! Me! Yeah, you guys do because we love you. But I guess the the parents in the 80s didn't love their kids. I don't know. Grandpa and grandma didn't love you? I have no idea. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. What's up? Well, um, since this is an 80s episode, I wanted to talk about a recent movie that just got released on HBO Max. 8-Bit Christmas. You didn't let me finish. 8-Bit Christmas. It's, you already said that. Yes. It's, it's probably the greatest... Um, Nintendo movie. Wait till I finish. An 8-Bit movie. Wait till I finish what I'm going to say. Um, it's the greatest Nintendo movie set in the 80s since, since The Wizard. What's The Wizard? Yeah, you, you guys from the 80s, you know what I'm talking about, The Wizard. But what's The Wizard? It's a movie from, from very long ago. I'm scared of wizards. It's about a, it's about a little kid who is like, um... The whole movie is like a, a commercial for Nintendo, just like this movie was. What's up? But it's not as good as this movie. 
That movie was lame. Yeah. And the whole movie, it's about one kid. Playing Nintendo. Who is like, he's kind of like, um, he has autism a little bit, I think. And he's like the greatest video game player in the world. And they have this big competition on who's going to play the new Mario Brothers game. And that's the whole movie. So, oh yeah, and in that movie, they talk about the Power Glove. Just like this movie. The Power Glove doesn't even work. Yeah, well, that movie didn't tell you that. Because of that movie, everybody bought the Power Glove. They didn't know the real truth. Yeah. So let's talk about this movie, 8-Bit Christmas. It's set in the late 80s. I, I, I wanted a Nintendo. Me too. You Wait, want, do you blow on it? Yeah, you, you, you have to blow on the Nintendo to CD. make it. It's not a CD. It's a cartridge. It's a cartridge. It's a big square thing that you push inside to make it work. Kind of like a VHS. What's What's a VHS? VHS? Oh, boy. boy. Yoga teaches a lot. Um, Again, it's a big square thing you put inside of a larger rectangular thing. So it's like the Wii rectangular thing. So it's basically like the Nintendo is a Wii, right? Yeah. And then, like, you know, so then, like, the CD that you put into the Nintendo is, like, the thing that you said? Yeah, but it's not a CD. It's a big, thick thing that you have to blow on to make it work. What thing? If you don't blow on it, okay, it doesn't so work. it's basically just, just a Wii, but pixels. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very low-tech compared to today. It. Well, you're the one who said you wanted it. What? I wanted it. I want to play Rampage. Yeah. Rampage? You want to play Rampage? Okay. So why don't you guys tell me what you remember the movie, the plot of the movie was. Go. He wanted to get a, a Nintendo because the because the other person who the only person who had it was a rich kid and he and he uh he uh accidentally almost killed his dog. Yeah. He did. And everybody in the whole block wanted to play that Nintendo. Even the coach. Yeah. It's and crazy. The, the plot of the story is that you won't always get what you want. Yeah. And you gotta get it if you, to, and you need to um go to a golf course and play stuff no. to get the money. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. no. no, no, no. That's the, what he said he had to do. The moral of the story was Is that you have to earn you, your money. You don't ever get what you want. You have exactly. to use money. Exactly. No, no, you guys totally missed the moral of the story. It's it's about But avoid active No. No. No, it's not that's not it. Because in the entire movie he keeps almost getting the Nintendo and losing it. Yeah. How many times did he almost get the Nintendo? One two. Don't forget the trunk of the car. There was one there too. Don't you remember what the car rolled over it? Four. Yeah, that's four times. I want He was this close, this kid, to get that Nintendo and always lost it. Okay, so the first time we tried to get the Nintendo, he said, asked his parents and they both said yes, not even knowing what it is. And then, and then, no. th- then when they found out what it really is, then they said no. Yeah. What's the second time? The second time was... Uh, he went to a stall. Yeah, you went to a store. And he saw the Nintendo and he was playing it. Then his sister left. Yeah. His yeah. sister was about to do. 
Yeah, and then what? What? What's the next time? He saw it in the guy's trunk, in some person's trunk. Yeah. And then another time, he lost. When he he was like super close to getting getting it because the guy got stop. Let me say. He won a contest to selling the the most wreaths. Yeah, yeah, and then but then he found out that he only got was encyclopedias. Guess what? I got those encyclopedias when I was a kid. Everybody was getting that. Because we didn't have computers, so we had Dictionaries. To... No, last... encyclopedias is like Wikipedia without a computer. You have to, like, look through all these books to get information. This, this is the last oh, time. I'm so glad that we have the internet. This is the yeah. last time we... You're lucky you didn't have to do, like, book reports. You have to get, like, encyclopedias about this and that. Even get some type of uh, idea what to do. Oh, my God. Yeah. You have to write it? I'm, I'm glad I don't. I have to do my the last on time, Google Docs. The last yeah. time you. And then the last time he lost it was the, I got the truck. No, not the truck. The school bus ran over it because he slipped on the ice, just like just like in the beginning of the movie when I slipped on the ice. Yeah, and then. And it, he has gold boots. And then he like it, it exploded. Like. I don't know how it exploded though. Like this boom. And the crazy thing. And the. And the most gross thing happened in that movie where, like, he picked up his retainer, which was on the floor, and it was, like, filled with, like, nasty stuff on it. Stop. You're going to make me throw up. Do Uh. it. Throw up. Why do I throw up when when this thing's rolling? Yeah. Well, um, but again, the moral of the story was, you know, in the end, was that, you know, um, he did not get the Nintendo, but he did get something better. He got something that his dad made for him, and which was much better than the Nintendo because a he had tree house. he got a treehouse. His dad built him a treehouse, and that's the moral of the story. Because I don't want a treehouse. Because his dad would um end up um actually um dying, and that's the thing he's gonna remember more than the Nintendo. Because he still has the Nintendo. Yeah, he ended up buying the Nintendo much later in life. You know. In the summer. In the summer, but uh, yeah, he never what? got it in the summer. He never got it in the, in the Christmas, but he got a treehouse that he'll always remember. And he had all these great memories with, because he spent time with his friends and his dad. Wait a minute! In he the said he's trail. gonna get a, a a Christmas miracle. He didn't get a Christmas miracle. Yeah, well. It was the treehouse. The treehouse was the miracle. No, he said the Christmas miracle for a Nintendo. No. No, the treehouse was the miracle. Okay. Anyhow, um, yeah. So it's uh, it's, it's it's a nice story. What did you guys think? Did you like it? Thumbs up with my toes. Thumbs up with all of the toes and all of the fingers. Yeah, you yeah. liked all the characters in it. Especially, yeah. Especially, man. What? Did you like the bully? No. no, he's too crazy. Yeah, that guy was. He reminded me of someone. Let me think. He was like a monster, that guy. He Ew. reminded me of you. Wait a minute. Why the heck am I thinking of of, of Professor Snape? He did not look like Professor Snape. You guys the are crazy. The hair did. The hair did. <clears throat> Listen, in the eighties, mostly all the guys had long hair. What? Yeah. Even you? Yes. What? I can't imagine you with long hair. Yeah. Ah! You, can, yeah. you need to show me a picture of that. No way. I need to see a picture of it. No way. I need to see a picture. You guys are lucky you're not you were not born in the eighties. Okay. Me.
Alright? You probably have more scabs on your knees than you do now. I don't have scabs on my knees. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't. I do. Oh, yeah. Rand definitely does. Mine is just black. You probably already had, like, you yeah. You probably already have, like, broken arms by now. I broken arm. Yeah, yeah. I never had a broken arm in, in, the, in my life. Why have arms? Yeah, well, good thing. Daddy, what's your hair salon? What? What's your hair salon? Why are you talking about hair salon? <laughs> so then you could have cut it your hair. No, that was the style. Wait, wait, wait. But you keep on saying that, like, the girl style is like a half-shaved head. No, that's now the girl's style is a half-shaved head. But I don't want that style. Also, another style in the 80s was, like, a mohawk. You, you like, shaved the sides, both you sides. Got, you got a mohawk? Oh, no, I didn't get a mohawk. But that that was one of the styles in the 80s. I'm so you crazy. Know. That's why in Gremlins... You see, like, Spike had a little, like, uh, mohawk, too. So, that's, uh, oh. yeah. I don't know. If they, if they do a movie in the set now, I don't know if Spike will still have, like, mohawk. No, probably not. Yeah. But, the, but the new movie's gonna be set in the past, past, past. Yeah. So there'd be a lot of mohawk, mohawk, mohawk. No, no. So, um, anyhow, so you guys both like this movie? I liked it too. It gave me a lot of flashbacks to the eighties. Yeah, uh, and it keeps on saying it's a real story because the same exact thing. happened. Yeah, a lot of the same things that happened in this movie happened to me, you know. And I'm sure it happened to a lot of kids in the eighties as well. Are you that kid? No, I'm not the kid in the movie. (laughs) But and he also said that you're the and you were the person who had the only Nintendo on the block. I did have the first Nintendo on my block. Yes. Yes, I was happy for that. Lucky. But yeah. you didn't get the power glove because you saw that it was, like, uh, bad. Yeah, everybody yeah. knew the power glove was, uh, it looked cool, rip-off? but, as a, yeah, everybody found that it was a rip-off afterwards, yeah, so. So, um, wait, so then why did they make the power glove? So what's the power glove really about, for? It's just, like, something cool that they thought was going to sell, but it didn't really um, work properly most of the time. But, uh, yeah. It would have been cool if it actually worked, right, Dan? Then we can tip to everyone. I didn't. I don't think that's what it did. No, no. No, no, no. In like a fighting game, like uh. Yeah, but how can you only fight with just a hand? You got to You got to put a power, f- like shoe, and then power, a- sn- power, snock, sock. Or power sock, and then oh, might as well put a whole thing over your whole body. Power armor. Yeah, that's kind of like uh. Like headbutt people. That's like gonna be a little too. ridiculous. Okay. Because you also, back then you had to like connect a cord to the um, Nintendo to make it work. So then what, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. what if you're fighting in this power suit and you trip and the same thing happens in the movie, like the whole TV falls on you and you might die. Yeah, yeah, then the person will die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. So that that <laughs> So yeah. Uh that's our trip through memory lane in the 80s. No, th- you are going through memory lane, not us. Yeah, you you were you were like a memory in my mind back then. You were I was thinking about making you in the 80s. What the heck? Yeah. When I was a little kid, I was like, "Oh, one day I'm going to have a, a crazy little boy and a crazy little girl." Yeah. And a crazy little boy. But then what about Raiden? No, no, he was not in my memory, no. That's, is that because... I think that, that was in your mom's memory. Well, yeah. maybe it's because that he came up much, much, much later than us. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, 
that was our review for um, 8-Bit Christmas. It's a, it's a nice trip back in time to the 80s. And uh, now, um, speaking of the 80s, we're going to have another guest come in today. And uh, he's going to talk about the Gremlins. Uh, and he's going to talk about the Gremlins Museum that he has in his house. This guy is named Ian Grant. And um, wait till you hear his story. And um, he's going to talk with us right now. Um, and no, what, what better way to celebrate Christmas than with one of probably the best Christmas movies ever made? I'm not talking about Die Hard, okay? I'm talking about Gremlins. And uh, to celebrate that occasion, I have a special guest. He's a fellow geeky dad, like myself. Um, you want to introduce yourself, sir? Sure. This is Ian Grant, and I run Gremlins Museum. Okay. Um, your Gremlins Museum. Uh, how how many Gremlins do you have in this museum, by the way? Uh, I mean, it's kind of an ever-growing thing. Um, I think I'm up around like five or six now. Um, it just kind of keeps growing and growing, and uh, I don't know. It's getting a little expensive, though. <laughs> yeah. And these are actual uh, the props from the movie. Correct. Yeah, I have uh, one piece from the first Gremlins movie. Um, those ones are pretty rare. Um, and then from Gremlins 2, I have an animatronic uh, oversized gizmo. So he was the guy that was used in all the kind of close-up shots in the movie. Um, the kind of smaller gizmos, they couldn't really do a whole lot of expression. So they made this kind of giant one. And he has just, he's kind of like a robot. He's just filled with uh, gears and um he can kind of do all those big expressions and um we have a vegetable gremlin the the hero one for that so you know whenever you see vegetable gremlin on screen it's this guy mm -hmm. um we have a prototype back gremlin uh he was he was made when they first started kind of figuring out what they wanted to do with it uh for the second movie they were kind of trying out a bunch of different styles and he kind of his design sort of kept uh or stayed around and um, so he turned into kind of the bat gremlin. And, uh, and finally, uh, we have a, a Greta gremlin. She's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, my kids have a couple of questions for you. Sure. It's already okay. past their bedtimes. So I, I pre-recorded it. So let me know if okay. you can hear it. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite Gremlins movie? Why do you like it so much? And what's your favorite thing in the museum. Did you hear it? Okay, so my favorite movie between the two, is that the question? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I think most people enjoy the first movie the most. Um, lately, though, I think Gremlins 2 is actually kind of my favorite, which is sort of like sacrilege, I know. But um, I feel like there's a lot more to unpack with Gremlins 2. Uh, there's just so much more just wackiness going on. Um, and, uh, you know, I've gotten to talking with a lot of kind of the original creators. And um, so I don't know, I think I've done a deeper dive on part two than I have on part one. Um, so I don't know, that might be my favorite right now. It's kind of, I don't know, the way I see it is it's kind of like, you know, flavors of ice cream, like you can like both, you know, maybe one day you like one more than the other, you know. Um, 
so there's that and uh second one was what's my favorite uh piece in the museum yeah um you know uh right now it's vegetable gremlin because that's kind of the newest piece that i got um i've been wanting this one for like a year and finally convinced this nice guy to, to sell it to me and sort of a big trip i flew down to burbank and uh you know, picked it up and drove it back up to Seattle. So it's kind of, you know, each piece has its own little story and that's kind of the newest one. And, you know, he's just like a fantastic sculpt. He's uh, vegetable gremlin is sort of as far as like into the wackiness that they, they went. That's kind of like where the threshold was of just crazy <laughs> gremlin style, you know? And yeah. so I kind of like that. Like if you look at the piece, like photos just don't do it justice. There's just so much going on with it. And uh, so I kind of like that. Okay. My daughter has some questions too. Sure. Uh, these questions are from my daughter, Ariana. She's nine. Who is your favorite gremlin and who is your least favorite gremlin? Okay. <laughs> um, my favorite gremlin, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. So yeah, I kind of, you know, I like the the first Gremlins ones. There's something kind of cool about it. The style is just so, uh, it's like, I don't know. I feel like when it came out, they were a lot scarier, but it's kind of, as you get older, they get less scary. Um, you know, and it's amazing how much like personality kind of got out of them and with Stripe and everyone. So um, basically she's saying which particular Gremlin, like, I don't know. Yeah, so like in the first movie, it's kind of like one style and Stripe, right? Um, so I don't know if I have like a favorite one. Um, it's a tough one. I don't know. I, you know, I kind of, the reason I put so much effort into getting that vegetable gremlin is because he's kind of one of my favorites. Uh -huh. um, so he might be, you know, kind of might be my favorite still. Least favorite gremlin. Um, oh, these are questions I never really thought about. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, certain people like Lenny, I'm kind of maybe, you know, not as partial. Like if I had a choice of, you know, line up the props, maybe that would be the last one I would take. But, <laughs> um, you know, I kind of like everybody. I don't really have any, you know, people, any ones that I don't like. Okay. Um, I, your kids probably love this museum that you have, but what, what does your wife think about it? Um, my wife thinks I'm devoting an exceptional amount of money to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what she thinks. Um, but you know what? She's kind of like grown on it. Like I think in the beginning, she wasn't quite too sure like what to make of it. So I kind of like fell into this whole thing. And um, I, I think like in the beginning, she's like, okay, Ian, you're like devoting an exceptional amount of time to this. Uh, this is kind of like what we talk about every day, you know, what's, what's going on in the gremlin world, which is kind of goofy, uh, <laughs> considering, you know, I haven't made a movie since 1990. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I think she's kind of grown to like it. Um, it, it's funny. We had a exercise bike delivered last week and the guys came in and like, Whoa, is that like the gizmo? I was like, it is. And he's like, wow, can I take pictures? You know? And so my wife starts sort of like, telling them about it and stuff. And so I was kind of teasing her afterwards because, uh, you know, I think she likes it more than she wants to let on, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I, I think she digs it. You ever thought about uh, doing a like uh, traveling exhibition? Um, a few people have asked me about it. Uh, you know, 
for most gremlin prop collectors that I know, uh, the idea of moving thing, moving these things around is kind of horrifying. Um, mm. You know, hence why I drove this, you know, prop from, you know, Burbank to Seattle is like 1100 miles. Mm. And uh, so, you know, moving these things around, like they're so fragile. A lot of these pieces, you know, they were designed to work for production and then, you know, you know, they don't care. They're going to fall apart. And um, so they're very fragile. They're very expensive. They're very big. And so the idea of moving them around and doing a traveling thing sounds like just horrifying to me. <laughs> so, mm. you know, they're also like, you know, light, like UV rays or what break them down. Um, oh, they yeah. can get moisture on them. It's all these like sort of things of like, there's a big responsibility of, of having these pieces. And so I don't really take that lightly. And so, um, yeah, they're, they're saying put, I think. <laughs> So you uh, are thinking about doing maybe a permanent installation where people can see it, maybe? Um, you know, I kind of like if people reach out to me and I, I know they're kind of like a big Gremlins fan, I, you know, I'm always happy to kind of show them off because um, I know how I would feel like, you know, the idea of um, going to, to see Gremlin props, you know, that's what excites me, you know. And um, so I'm always game for people, you know, if you're in the Seattle area, draw me a line and, you know, I can show them off and stuff. But um, as far as like a permanent installation, I don't know. It's uh, I, I don't know if there's enough interest to warrant like the overhead. <laughs> so, right. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, I, I feel as if we're on a cusp of a big comeback because it's probably the last big franchise from the eighties that that hasn't come back yet, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for them to start kind of exploiting that. And I have a feeling once, um, you know, the new Mogwai show kind of comes out, I have a feeling uh, people are going to be into it. It already got renewed for a second season. And mm. um, I have a feeling they're kind of testing the waters with that. And if it does well, we're going to see a gremlins three sooner than later, because there's too much money to be made. Um, yeah. yeah you know it, no no question i mean the closest we got was that uh recent um commercial did you see that one yeah the sprite one was pretty fun they kind of like been making little like cameos here and there like i think yeah. people are excited about seeing them um you know they were in uh lego batman movie um you know ready player one the space jam thing they, yeah. they're kind of making little cameos and i think people are excited about seeing them mm -hmm. uh now when you were a little kid, what, what was it about Gremlins that, that hooked you? Um, you know, it's funny. You kind of think back to like, what is the first memory I can think of? Um, for me, it was Gremlins, which is like just goofy. Um, so it kind of like set the tone for my life. I, I remember my dad going out and buying a Betamax player, which, you know, obviously didn't really age well there. Um, <laughs> But we went out to buy this Betamax player and somebody handed me this little gremlin kind of playset where you don't really see it any, anymore, but it's these little like rub on transfer kind of playset. So, um, you know, you could kind of design this winter scene with, you know, Billy running down the street and gremlins just destroying everything. And I don't know why this is like the first memory I had, but it just it kind of sticks out like really distinctly. And um uh, you know, growing up, the first Gremlins movie, uh, you know, horrified me like I would see with my dad and stuff. I, I remember seeing the, the drive through, too. Um, and there's this other weird memory I have when I was really young where I had just seen Gremlins. It was clearly the source of most of my nightmares when I was a kid. Mm. And 
uh, I went to a swimming lesson and I had this giant slash across my chest and I was convinced, you know, this was after a, you know, a nightmare that night. And I was convinced, you know, a gremlin had like crawled out from under the bed and slashed me, you know, it's like those movies were scarier <laughs> back then, not anymore, yeah. maybe, but like back then I was really scary. Well, you know, I, I showed my daughter and she was, she was very scared to see it because, uh, you know, she could not stand like all the, the slime and, yeah. uh, you know, the way those little gremlins looked. But, I mean, she loved Gizmo, of course. Everybody loves Gizmo, but she cannot handle <laughs> the creepiness of those things. Yeah, I've got a, a 10-year-old and she's obsessed with the movies. Like, she could watch them every day if, you know, if my wife could uh, put up with it. Um, but she doesn't really like like any of that other kind of 80s horror stuff. Um, right. She, you know, she... Aliens was one of my favorite movies growing up and uh, she just saw it for the first time. She's 10 now. And, you know, she was just like the idea of seeing these aliens was just like nightmare inducing for her. But yet right. Gremlins was like, you know, she's cracking up, reciting dialogue, the whole <laughs> shebang, you know? So, you know, one of my fears of, of what, if they're doing a sequel is, you know, everything's going to be CGI, you know? Mm. And I don't know, it's just me, but I, I kind of dig, all of the 80s puppet special effects, even from, you know, other movies as well, you know, in the 80s. They just, I don't know, they just look more real to me, you know. There's something kind of, like, really interesting about it, kind of, like, something that actually exists. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you can see some of those little, uh, those are actually some Gremlins replicas behind me. Um, mm -hmm. But there, there's something kind of just really interesting about seeing something that actually exists and you can walk up to it and, you know, walk around it and see all the details. And, you know, like for Gremlins 1 and 2, Gremlins 2 in particular, you know, seem, these were some of the best artists in the world working on these pieces. Like these weren't like slouches by any means. Yeah. And, um, you know, like the same guy that designed Predator designed, you know, worked on Gizmo, you know, so you know, all these like iconic pieces, uh, it was like the best in the biz were working on this. And so you walk up to them and you're like, whoa, this is, this is surprising. This is way cooler than I expected it to be. So that's kind of the draw for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and people can um, go to uh, gremlins.com, but you spell it G-R-E-M-L-N-S. Correct. <laughs> Skirting that trademark there. Yeah, but remember, don't don't spell out gremlins. <laughs> spell out like how I said it. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna leave yeah, a so link. I'm gonna leave a link on the on the web on the description, and you can check it out. Yeah, so far Warner Brothers hasn't complained. <laughs> I think I'm by getting the, free press. <laughs> by the way, have you met any of the actors or uh, anybody in production from the movie? Uh, as far as meeting them in person. Not really that I can think of. Um, I started kind of like this weird little like letter writing project where uh, I've been, uh, I've all like kind of the original Gremlins one and two trading cards. And I've been writing to like cast and crew and saying, you know, hey, can you sign my card for me? And, you know, I've been trying to like sort of tailor it to, you know, like, you know, Tom Hester, he designed Daffy, right? So I'll send him a, a Daffy card. Um, and so it's, it's really interesting. Like I've been getting like full on letters back from some of these people mm -hmm. um, like uh, John Louie, who uh, he was Mr. Wing's grandkid. He, uh, he was a little tough to track down, but turns out he's like a Warner brothers exec now. And 
you know, it's really funny because I was down picking up vegetable gremlin and I get this email saying, uh, you know, so a normal UPS, you know, email saying, Hey, uh, you know, package is coming to you. And it says it's from Warner brothers. I'm like, Oh man, here comes the cease and desist, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but you know, then it arrived and it was like, John Louie had sent me this whole like gremlin swag box. It was like a, you know, it's a giant box. He just sent it just filled with gremlin stuff. And it's just like, so goofy. I'm like, what world am I living in right now? Like what, like, this is such a weird thing that like, I don't know. It's just all these people are just so generous and, and excited that people still care that someone is interested in something they did 30, 40 years ago. I mean, I guess I would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you feel about those other uh, 80s like knockoffs? Uh, like ghoulies, critters, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're fun. Like critters is kind of cool. Um, you know, it's funny that we got more critters in ghoulies movies than we did gremlins movies yeah. you know that was so um, weird yeah i i'm a big fan of kind of like little rubber monster movies you know um there's just something so cool about that kind of stuff like are the movies good yeah you know critters one and two were pretty fun uh ghoulies movies i i like the characters are the movies good and you know but um yeah i'll watch them uh but you know if if they had done more uh gremlins movie we'd, we'd probably be seeing like uh critters versus uh gremlins movies yeah. right now <laughs> you know like they've kind of exploited everything else from that decade i'm surprised we haven't seen more gremlin stuff honestly like i think they they actually care about the franchise yeah and they're afraid of kind of you know messing it up um you know gremlins one's always around like that you know every christmas everyone every talks christmas. about it uh gremlins 2 i think is starting to have a bit of a resurgence people are realizing just how wacky it is um it i think what sort of got that going was the the key and peel skit which uh if you haven't seen it oh man i can watch that every day and just crack up you know where it's like sort of the writer's room of like all right everybody gets to name a gremlin you know or come up with their own gremlin and uh you know from what i hear that's more or less what happened (laughs) so um you know, there's something kind of fun. Like Gremlins 2, in my opinion, exists to make fun of Gremlins 1. Right, like, and it, right. You know, that's what it's for. It's it's yeah. just so absurd. And there's really no other movie like it. And I think people are kind of catching on to that. And uh, I hope if when they do a third one, they set it at a, at, at a different holiday. Maybe Thanksgiving or uh, what would be a good one? Maybe New Year's? <laughs> from what i hear like they're trying to like it's gonna be another one of those jobs where they probably try to pretend two didn't exist um <laughs> you know which yeah whatever but it, it would be kind of hard to follow up number two yeah but um yeah i think uh you know it's gonna be very much like kind of the star wars the um ghostbusters kind of like you know right. thing where it's just right. you know fan fan uh you know for them so I mean, uh, maybe the animated series might delve into like the prequel aspects of it and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard a peep about it since last October. So it was supposed to come out this year, but it's not looking like that's going to happen. I'm hopeful for it, though. I I think a lot of people are curious what kind of gremlin style they're going to be using, um, whether it's one or two. Because, you know, if you look at the differences on Gizmo, like between the one and two, like, yeah. Yeah. Gizmo in part one is kind of grimy. He's he's yeah. not really like 
people have this idea in their in their head of what gizmo looks like and it's definitely not part one gizmo like gremlins two gizmo he's cuter is, he's super cute you know yeah Gremlins one gizmo you know he's he's a little grimy and and uh kind of weird looking yeah yeah yeah. It's, yeah it's funny people in promo stuff mess it up all the time they'll be promoing uh gremlins one and showing gremlins two gizmo you know and yeah so if you have this idea in their head of what he looks like i was like yeah you kind of messed that one up guys <laughs> that's true uh my my daughter loved uh, the way he looked in part two more than part one yeah yeah it's and it's funny too in part one like he kind of changes between shots a lot too um mm-hmm. they have these like extreme close-up shots on him and like you know go from that to the wider shot it's like it's almost like two different ones but <laughs> That being said, like, you know, Gremlins 1 Gizmo, he's pretty cool. I, I like him. Uh, uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I would think uh, they would have learned something from Disney because look at all that money they're making off of that little baby Yoda. You can throwing away a lot of money with all these, uh, like, you know, Gizmo toys they could be throwing around right now. Yeah, I, I, I think that we're going to see, uh, you know, Warner Brothers kind of, you know, we're going to see a lot of toys and merch coming out of this new series. And, uh, you know, like we're seeing with, with uh, Ghostbusters at the moment, you know, there's just so much money to be made with kind of 80s nostalgia stuff. Like little right. kids love it. You know, the adults love it. So, you know, it, it'd be a cash cow if they came out of the Gremlins 3. So um, besides Gremlins, what what are you geeking out on currently? What am I geeking out on? Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I go through these phases where I'm just kind of like tunnel vision. And right now that's kind of what it is uh, with gremlin stuff. Um, you know, that's kind of like my, my thing right now. It's just kind of what I think about, you know, trying to, you know, I talk with a lot of like those old kind of creators guys. I talk with gremlins prop, you know, kind of nerds like me, um, you know, just gremlin fans. It's kind of like my kind of, you know, sort of calling right now. I don't know. So I'm just putting just like a lot of effort into it. Uh, it's been going on for a little over a year now and just sort of, uh, I don't know if there isn't, there isn't much else that I'm really kind of nerding out over right at the moment. Okay. So how did, do, how does this affect you as a father? Um, do you think you have you know, any influence on that? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, Lily's my little, uh, 10 year old and, uh, you know, I think she, you know, she's, uh, she really kind of enjoys sort of like following my lead on this. Um, Lily and I are kind of like little twins. Like my wife literally went into labor on my 30th birthday. And so, uh, you know, so she's kind of been attached to my hip since she was a little kid. Um, you know, since she was a little baby, you know, so, uh, like about a month ago, Lily and I kind of did a whole trip just centered around going to see people's gremlin prop collections, you know? Oh, so, cool. yeah, so it's kind of fun. And then like when I was a kid, like I used to remember, like I used to write to like baseball players and send them pictures to sign autographs and stuff right. like that. And so I've been kind of like, you know, getting her involved with kind of writing to a lot of these people and like, you know, sort of the significance of, okay, we're going to write to, you know, Norman Cabrera. Okay. He's the guy who sculpted vegetable gremlin. So, um, you know, and then kind of every day, let's see what shows up in the mailbox. So, you know, kind of I try to involve her as much as I can. And, um, you know, she, uh, I think she kind of enjoys it. Those gremlins behind you, um, should they be in cases or should they be out in the open like that? These guys are replicas by a guy named Sasha Feiner. He lives over in uh, Belgium. 
And um, that's kind of what first started. Uh, it was kind of like the warm up to buying actual props. Um, oh, so those are not the real ones. Okay. No, those are uh, those are replicas. So um, this guy is, you know, he, he makes just like unbelievable stuff. He, he has his Gremlins one mold down. He's got his Gremlin two ones. Like he can do all the characters. He uh, um, he has a giant spider gremlin hanging from the ceiling of his office, you know. So wow, uh, I try to keep him in business as much as I can, and uh, in turn, you know, I three D scan my props and stuff, and you know, he likes to kind of you know tinker with them and stuff like that. And so, you know, I think we found a good kind of mutual <laughs> uh, you know relationship there. Mm, yeah. What if uh, tomorrow someone from Hollywood acts acts you uh, can we get you uh to do some like story advice for the next movie what would you do? what would you say <laughs> I don't know I you know I'm more of kind of like a collector than I am like a creator like there's certain people like it's a guy named Brian Best who uh he did the gizmo up there and uh, uh, this guy is just like like next level talent he's over in the uk and um you know he works on big star wars productions just as his day job right and right. you know so he has the gremlin passion as kind of a a creator like he just did a, a you know one of the cocoons you know and he does everything just so freaking screen accurate it's it's ridiculous like mm. you hold it and it's in some ways it's almost better than the prop because the props at this point like the gizmo props like they're all just kind of a mess and falling apart and um so what he's creating in a lot of ways is this like kind of almost better because it's stable and it's not going to fall apart. And, uh, and it's the same thing with Sasha's pieces. Like those things aren't as light sensitive and they're not falling apart and I can kind of display them without a case. So I guess in regards to your question, you know, I'm kind of more of like the collecting mindset and like networking with people and, and um, that kind of a thing. I'm less of kind of like, you know, what would I do in Gremlins 3? I'm like, I'd show up and enjoy it. That's, you know. Like, okay. I don't yeah. think I'd be part of, like, the story process, maybe. That's fine. Um, what what age do you think is appropriate for, like, to show a kid the first, the first movie? You know, like, I don't know, grade school age. I, it's really not as scary as it used to be. And especially if you go into it kind of like, appreciating the humor of it and i think when i watch even gremlins one now like it's more about the humor than it is about kind of the scares and i think any kid nowadays that watches you know anything remotely modern isn't necessarily going to be as scared about it like it has a couple little jumps you know here and there but i think it's more like a modern kid sees it more as the humor than the you know the horror one thing uh, i had to explain was like uh uh to my to my little son he was like uh why why is the gremlin taking off his coat and flashing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know like that was the only thing i had to explain <laughs> it's yeah there's, there's kind of a few sort of like you know there's kind of a few like and sort of I, and i know. think that flashing gremlin shows up in the second one as well yeah he's in both of them <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a few kind of like just, you know, fun stuff that like, you know, if, if your kids like the movie, there's like some good deleted scenes and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I don't know. My daughter loves just all the dialogue and just kind of reciting it back and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. There's something for everybody. Yeah. 
Well, um, hopefully next year we can talk uh, about more things about Gremlins. So I think that that's when they're, they're planning to release the new uh, cartoon, right? Uh, from what I hear, it's all kind of rumors at this point. They've literally only released like a single image, you know, as promo um, and like kind of a semblance of a poster. But, uh, you know, we kind of know who the cast is going to be. Um, and we know they got it renewed for season two. But uh, it's supposed yeah. to focus on the, the younger version of the Asian. Yeah, Mr. Wing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be sort of like a prequel set in China. Um you know, we'll have to see what Gremlin design they use. You know, Gremlin 1 and Gremlin 2 designs are very different. And uh, mm. I think it's going to be probably more Chris Wallace, uh Gremlins 1 design, personally. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and my kids are looking forward to it. I'm sure your kids are looking forward to, to it as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're all kind of, we're waiting for it. You know, um, you know we kind of just sort of, you know, any new thing that comes out is, is exciting for us. Uh, you know, just the other day I was watching that original uh, Nintendo Gremlins 2 uh, commercial. And I remember seeing that when it came out. I saw it once on TV, like live. And it was like the greatest moment of that year. And, uh, you know, you can now go see all those little stupid things on YouTube. It's like, whoa, I was praying this would air again, but it came on <laughs> once, you know. So yeah. it's kind of, you know, you sort of just for a movie that's both movies that are so old at this point now, you kind of just, you know. You're looking for any new tidbits you can. Uh, any any kids from your daughter's school want to come see the collection? Uh, I don't think like most people probably care like at this point from her school. Um, I get like little notes on Instagram from people. You know, one guy was like, you know, hey, I'm going to be in the U.S. You know, on my honeymoon. Can we stop by? Like, <laughs> sure, man. Like if you, if your uh, your wife's okay with that, but um, you know, I, I'm happy to show this stuff off because I know how important it would be for me to see it, and I know, like, you know, right now, um, you know, I'm kind of traveling around seeing people's gremlin collections, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what excites me. And you know, if I get to share that with other people, it makes me happy. So uh, you know, it's kind of fun. Is there one replica? you're dying to get not replicating uh, i mean the real prop uh, like a prop um yeah. one of the mohawks would be pretty cool uh, i came yeah. pretty close to being able to get one of those um you know i kind of at this point i kind of have to be a little bit more choosy about what it is i'm going after because the prices are just getting so absurd and yeah. so um yeah like for me it would be like uh the the bat the bat uh, gremlin. I have a friend that owns it, um, and it's so freaking big. I have zero desire to own it. Um, just, just hang that whole thing up on my wall. <laughs> amazing. They they made a few different ones of the bat. There's kind of this sort of mechanical one that just has all these mechanisms to make them fly. Um, they made one that's called kind of like a throw uh, a throw round one where it doesn't really have any mechanics necessarily in it. And then mm-hmm. there's also a stop motion bat as well. And so most of the shots where he's flying around the city and stuff, that was all done uh, with stop motion. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the, the one that I know of, he's massive. And it, like, you got to devote like a corner of the room to him. Cause uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know how to transport something like that. You know? Right. Yeah. But it'll look cool though. Oh yeah, no. I mean, he looks amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to knock him. He's it's very, very impressive. Um, 
you know, there's a spider out there too. And yeah, uh, I know the guy that owns the spider and, you know, it's hanging out in a museum in uh, I believe it's Nevada. And, you know, it's this very cool piece, but again, like, you know, for something like that, you got to devote like an entire room. It's so freaking big. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, you know, I don't have the space for it personally. Mm. Well, anyhow, it was, uh, it was great talking to you, Ian. And um, I hope you enjoy your, uh, Christmas. I mean, do you have like a Christmassy like Gremlins theme that you do? Under normal circumstances, yeah, I kind of had like a you know the carolers kind of like the, the action figures kind of set up and stuff, and um, even just those replicas up there right now, uh, like a, a, a dummy <laughs> Santa and your and your chimney stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> seriously right yeah I, I i don't know we try to do like kind of a screening of the first gremlins movie uh you know around this month you know it's about maybe twice a year is about what my wife can handle um but you know <laughs> i'm always happy to see it my daughter's happy to see it so we gotta kind of play to the lowest common denominator there <laughs> so. uh, okay well um tell your kids that uh tell them happy merry christmas and um enjoy the some more gremlins fun and that was Mr. Ian Grant of the Gremlins Museum. You know, you can visit the Gremlins Museum online at uh, www. This is the important part. It's spelled a little different, so he doesn't get sued by Warner Brothers here. Okay, so it's www. G R E M L N S dot com okay and uh you can check out all the cool props replicas trading cards and exhibitions and the gift shop that he has there so uh check out the gremlins museum okay and uh enjoy your christmas guys and uh by the way if you haven't uh already checked out episodes two and three of our show you will uh you'll see us uh reviewing gremlins one and two in those episodes so uh give us a like subscribe and uh enjoy your christmas everybody